You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hello, guys. Welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. And alongside Christian to my right, James to my left, my name is Ryan Chambers. We are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Go and use that promo code THPN the next time you go and use DraftKings Sportsbook. Maybe you can uh, put in a bet that Ryan Reeves will get thrown out of a game in game three as well. We'll see how that works out. Put in a bet for that and see how that goes. Anyways, guys, the Dallas Stars win game two and even the series at one by a final score of seven to three. There is a momentary moment. I couldn't think of another word. That nice. was great wording. Momentary yeah. moment. Great, great wording, Ryan. Of scariness when it was four to three. And then after that, it was just Dallas all the way, guys. Uh, Fantastic game by the Dallas Stars tonight. What's your initial thoughts coming out of this game? I mean, that's the exact response you have to have after losing game one at home. I mean, you need to go out the next game and you need to win it and then win it handily. And that's exactly what they did. I mean, seven to three, it was dominant the entire time. Like you said, the only really scary part of this game was those two back-to-back goals after probably the weakest call of the series so far. And doesn't even matter. Stars respond right back to it and just great offensive game all around, especially by the depth scoring that we didn't get last night or the other game. I'm not sure how much of it was depth because uh Hench True. scored three goals and Sagan True. got one and Ben got one on the first power play unit. Yeah. I mean, I'm but saying still. anyone not named Rope or Robo that's depth. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, I think the biggest thing about the game tonight is you have to talk about Rope Hands. You mm-hmm. absolutely he we we talked about how Robo could be probably the biggest catalyst in the playoffs for the Dallas Stars. And he was very good tonight. Don't get me wrong, but he was quiet. But he was very good, but very quiet just because he wasn't scoring any goals. But I think he had he ended the game with three assists tonight, right? Or at least two. two. Yeah. At least two, but still that's that's really good for him. But Rope's hints seems to have that clutchness about him that Robo has in the regular season. And yeah. tonight, I mean, what I mean, what a great response by the Dallas Stars, but what an amazing, incredible response by the Dallas Stars best player here tonight. Yeah, I think that might have been Rope's hints best game of his career. I mean, given the circumstances in the playoffs, down one at home. I mean, hat trick for the cycle, shorthanded power play and even strength. Dude was out of his mind. One of his best games ever. Makes me think about a long, long time ago when we were discussing Rope Hintz and whether he could be the stars, you know, like superstar, the, the, the elite player that we've been missing since pretty much, I don't know, Brad Richards when he had his 90 point season, uh, he 
this could be it. And maybe he defines himself, maybe not necessarily in the points that he scores in the regular season, but maybe he does it in a different way. And he's just the guy of the playoffs. He's, he's, he's the guy. So excellent game by Rope Hence again. And I want to get back to the second goal in particular, because I think it completely highlights how much of a 200 foot player he is. He did that all by himself. His second goal, or no, his first, was it the second goal? No, yeah, it was the second was goal. Second. It was the breakaway. Because it, it was in the in the defensive Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> it was in the defensive zone. And he just picks a pass off and takes it the other way and deposits it in the back of the net. And that right there shows you his defensive awareness that we've been talking about for at least two years now. And... Uh, and then obviously his speed and his offense ability is there on display too, all in that one play. And I think that shows how important he really is for the Dallas stars and how much of a two way game he plays. Absolutely. hundred percent agree. He was fantastic all night. I mean, we could talk about him the entire night because that's how good he was. He almost beat the wild by himself. <laughs> I want to get into a really big addition for the Dallas stars. Well, two really big additions because they were both good. Tonight, Jim Nell is a genius. He goes out and gets Max Domi. Amy gets out uh, Evgeny Dodonov. Evgeny Dodonov comes here, and he gets traded for Denis Giryanov, who was doing nothing with the Stars. And he seems to be the perfect third person on that trio, on that Ben and Johnston line. I mean, he just seems to fit. He gets two goals tonight. He probably could have had three. He had numerous other opportunities in the first period, even. And uh, he, again, was a, a huge part of the Dallas Stars game tonight. Absolutely agree. And especially that second line really needed to step up after last game. They had good chances last game. They didn't bury any of them. So very huge for that line in general, too, to get going. Yeah. Especially since we lose kind of that second line that we want with Pavelski being out. It, it, great for them to step up, step up to, the, to the challenge there. Yeah. That, that that line, honestly, for me, was more the story of the game than Rope Hint scoring a hat-trick. I mean, yeah, Hint scoring a hat-trick's great, but that line looked really good in, in the first game, honestly. They looked really good, and they got nothing. They didn't score anything. In this game, they come around, and they get two even-strength goals. They get the first two even-strength goals of the series for us. Yep. Before we go further on that, I want to talk about Domi, too, because something that, I mean, I was a little ups. I don't want to say upset. I was hoping for a little bit more offensive from him down the stretch at towards the end of the season. But what I've seen in the first two games from Max Domi is that he is absolutely perfect for the playoffs. He's got skill and he can probably pitch in a goal at a very key time for this team. But what's really showing right now is he's not willing to back down. I mean, he is keyword gritty for this team and we've needed another guy that can kind of, bully the other team just like Jamie Ben does. I think Domi has found a role with this team that I think he could thrive in. And I mean, I know he gets sent off tonight on a, a game misconduct penalty, but he's he's been excellent for the stars and he's shown what he could do and why Jim Nell went out and got him in the first two games of the series so far. Yeah, it's good stepping up by Domi and it there's no coincidence why he's getting the the match penalties. He's playing against the fourth line with Reeves on it. So obviously the, we're going to play that big line, Domi Marchment and uh, Delandria. And that's just what's going to end up happening. So he does it well. Um, 
I am going to bash a little bit. That line really needs to get scoring. I mean, if we're going to be the best team in the league, we're going to have to have three scoring lines. Like we said, even with Pavelski out, that line is still good enough to score goals, and they haven't been dangerous enough this series. Um, but I think they can figure it out. And right now, if Domi is going to be distracting the entirety of the Minnesota Wild, I mean, that works too. And <laughs> and I think a lot of why that line has been so ineffective is because Marchment is still just coming back. He still looks – I agree. I mean, he his physical strength and ability is there. He he is not following plays well. He's not watching them develop. He's making bad passes, but without the puck, he's playing perfectly fine. I agree. That's that's fair. Okay, well, playing without the puck, I think he's doing really well, Marchment. But but the the other thing is, you just can't get on that line because they they it's finally so get healthy. Right <laughs> yeah, they they get they finally get everybody back for game one. There's a. There's, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. You can go read my blog about the dirty hit on Pavelski. But then Pavelski gets knocked out of the series, for sh- probably for sure. And then they have to rejuggle the lines and go back to plan B, which is basically what they were doing from the trade deadline on. Yeah. And when we, you had all four of those lines with everybody healthy, they looked completely unstoppable, the Stars did, yeah. especially the forward grouping. And- so, it, so I don't really blame Domi, and I don't really blame Marchment much because they just haven't. Marchman's coming Agreed. back from an injury, like you said, and Domi has not had consistent line mates like Dodonov has or like uh, yeah. Hens has. And it's 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 nice when you have somebody like Tyler Sagan to just kind of, hey, here you go. <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. The, uh, he's a perfect guy to go in on that and, top line. And Marchman's also getting his chances. So, like, I'm not too worried about it as the series is going to move along, it's, it's a problem early, but I think once he finally, his, his mind catches up to the game speed, he'll be perfectly fine. I think he's yeah. going to start scoring again. And I agree with that. That is definitely my nitpicky statement of the night. And I'm thinking past this round, even for, for that comment, but. And I, I want to get on, I want to get on to that. I don't want to think about the next, I don't, I don't care about the next series. I just want to, oh, I agree. It. Absolutely. We yeah. need to take care of the one in front of us right yes. now. Yes. Speaking of that, the, the st- great game by the stars tonight. Absolutely wonderful. Best response you could have had. We're still behind. We don't have home ice <laughs> advantage anymore. We're one to one going into Minnesota. If you'd ask Minnesota if they would take that, they would take that every single time. Yeah, that's exactly what you want when you start on the road. So they still got the job done. So stars are still behind. Otter's going home though. Otter is that going. That will be very interesting. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about. We'll get into game three here a little bit more towards the end, but. I want to talk about the third member of that Ben line uh, because we talked about Ben for a little bit. He he was very good again tonight. He I love he looks like young Jamie Ben. He looks like twenty five year old Jamie Ben out there, just messing with people and shoving people. He's got a smile on his face when it looks like he's about to get punched in the face. <laughs> I, I love he has it. Smiles on his face while getting punched in the face. That's, <laughs> That's true. true. That is very true. But. Anyways, it was a good game by him, but I really want to talk about Wyatt Johnston because I, I don't know how, about you guys. I, I can't believe he hasn't scored yet, man. That is my <laughs> thing right there. That's, that's the he thing. has been amazing. He has, had, he has had two great games, and he has been absolutely quiet just because he's not he's just not uh, converting on his chances. That's first, uh, I don't know, one of the Dodonov goals. He, he that should have been his goal, right? Yeah. It just Flurry made an amazing save. save. Too, yes, Flurry made an amazing save, and Dodonov just happened to be there. So he's he's doing everything right. He's a 19 year old. I mean, this kid is. I've never seen anything like this kid. He he may not be the flashiest player in the world, like you know the Madonna back in the 
the late 80s or anything like that. But boy, can he play in just about every single situation you can think of. He can play on the power play. He started getting time on the penalty kill. He's just, it, he's been doing absolutely excellent. And this might be a hot take, but I think he's going to explode when he goes to Minnesota. He's going to get a couple of goals in the next two games. Yeah. He has the most shots for the entire Dallas Stars. Five shots for Wyatt Johnston. Yeah. he He's due for some. And he still gets an assist as well and a garbage penalty call. Whatever. Both of the penalties that have been against him in this series have been awful. Yeah, pretty weak. But one more guy we need to talk about. The guy slotting in, Yoel Kiviranta. Oh fantastic. Yeah, what a in. playoff player. Yeah. So the assist on the first hints goal, fantastic. I mean, him. first of all, and- he, he is a forward that is not starting in the series, and he's put up their first thing on the penalty kill. That's an amazing thing right there. That tells you all you need to know about Yoel Kiviranta. And then an amazing play, and he's throwing the body around all night. He led the Stars with six hits. Yoel Kiviranta. So, yeah. Yeah, and I thought fantastic. I thought the best part of his game was on the penalty kill tonight. I mean, that Agreed. the the pass up to Hens is great and all, but even just in the own in his own zone, he was deflecting pucks out of the way. He's knocking down passes. He looked awesome. Him and Fox were fantastic on the penalty kill tonight. Isn't it nice to have somebody like him as the quote unquote thirteenth forward? Yeah, very nice. <laughs> it he he's very much like Hanley in that way, but he's he's a much more reliable forward than Joel Hanley is on the defensive side. So, it, he he played excellent tonight. I agree with you. It he he is just like the perfect bottom six forward that plays for this team, and he was drafted by this team. So, I I only hope but good things for him and. He'll get a he'll get a big goal sometime during this series or maybe the next one if we get past this series, but he'll have a big goal at some point. Um, another big storyline into uh, tonight's game is I want to talk about it briefly because I I was very shocked uh, about this, but the decision by Dean Evanson, the head coach of the Minnesota Wild, to go ahead and start Mark Andre Fleury instead of Philip Gustafson, and it's and here's the thing, it's nothing against Mark Andre Fleury. He's a great goaltender, and I think the Stars still would have won this game with Gustafson in the net either way. But there were a couple of questionable goals that he gave up, and I don't understand the decision to go with Flurry after the game Gustafson had. Gustafson was flat-out excellent. He, he won the longest game in Minnesota Wild playoff history. I mean, that's a weird decision by Dean Evison to do that, correct? Yeah, that's stupid. A, a little. I, the the only thing I would say is that they've been doing it all season long, and I agree things change once you get to the playoffs. But like, it, it it's what's been working for them going down the stretch and the back half of the season, and they were just gonna try to stick with it. And with that performance, I we're likely not gonna see Flurry for the rest of the series. We won't. I highly doubt that we will see Flurry unless unless Gustafson gets hurt. I mean, so. I was. A, I was especially shocked that he wasn't pulled after the fourth star's goal. Yeah. I mean, at that point, you're still kind of in the game. I feel like change something up. It was still the first half of the second period. Don't know why he wasn't pulled then. It, it makes me curious as to if Gustafson was actually just wore out by that game, maybe injured, maybe pulled something. I mean, nah. I'm going to start the rumor mill here. I'm going to say <laughs> it, but I don't know who doesn't pull Flurry after that fourth goal. He was atrocious. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Ryan here. 
It's NBA playoffs time. That means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on all the excitement of every game with a touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every game during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA team. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Download the app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. He's still Marc-Andre Fleury. You, you give him a chance. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Like, first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt. You give him a chance. And he was given a chance. I mean, his team gave him a chance. They were only down by one goal, and then he gave up three more. Now, not all of them were his fault. But again, he had at least two goals that I'm kind of like, eh. Okay, yeah, the 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 rope hands breakaway goal where he tried to poke check, and then the one where he was standing up and Jamie Ben scores five hole. Yeah, very that 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 was a little a, a little strange. And again, I'm not saying that the Stars would have lost this game if Gustafson had started this game. I still think they would have won based off of how they played. But I, I mean, I don't know. Just yeah. a thought. Just dumb. You want to else? is dumb uh ryan reeves had a fantastic night tonight for the minnesota wild check out these stats zero goals zero assists 12 penalty minutes and the lowest of any player tonight eight minutes time on ice man that guy was rocking difference maker right there playoff guy what about my what about matt dumba the superstar is matt dumba the superstar how what are his stats at he was good tonight. Yeah, he actually he, plays he's played two really he, good games. He actually games. does play really good, but like he doesn't score a lot. So he not had, superstar, he, but plays a lot. He had an assist tonight. He was a plus one and he played 21 minutes. Dumbo was very good. Very unfortunate for Stars okay. fans. We want him to suck. You want to know who else was very good for the Minnesota Wild? Kirill Kaprizov. Zero goals, <laughs> zero assists, minus two. 12 penalty minutes. Great guy. Really love that. And if he wants to fight Max Domi, I say we let him. Do it. <laughs> Go do it. I don't you care. Know, so, you, you know, I'm I'm just surprised with the amount of uh, misconduct that they were just handing out. It's just like they handed out a couple, and then they were just like, we're just tired of dealing with everybody. Just go, <laughs> everyone, go to the, everyone go to the locker room. <laughs> Oprah here, you get a misconduct, then you get a misconduct, and you get a misconduct. Everybody uh, gets misconducts. I was honestly very happy about that. I mean – you saw the fourth the line of the wild getting played anything. a lot more in the third period. And boy, do I wonder why 
I mean, they all they're trying to do is rile something up. So and that's I, that's I'm, why I'm, Reeves got the ten minute misconduct. Yeah. So He's I obviously I'm, trying to do something. I'm very mm-hmm. glad there was a short short fuse on that ten minute misconduct when the game was obviously over by the refs. So I'm I'm glad that was taken care of. Another big thing in the game tonight, we and we have neglected to talk about. If the stars are going to win games in the playoffs, you got to take advantage on special teams. And not only did they take advantage on special teams on the power play tonight, like they did in the last game. Last game, I guess, was kind of mixed because they had two. Yeah, they had two goals. Still really good, but but they didn't get the goal when they needed it in the third period when they had not. Anyways, that was game one. Tonight, they had a lot of good opportunities on the power play. They took advantage of when they had it. And even on the the shorthanded goal by Rope Hintz. So, I mean, the Stars, both ways, they take advantage and they score goals. Yeah, and that's why this rough-and-tumble style that the Wild are obviously trying to play against the Stars, it's going to be kind of interesting because the Wild special team sucks. <laughs> they are not good. If, if we can keep the refs calling things instead of letting it go more and it becomes a special team stool, I mean, the Stars are going to blow them out of the water like they did tonight. Yeah. So we'll take that all day long. Now, I want to get into this, too, because this is a decent segue into this. How have y'all liked the or not liked the officiating in the first two games of the playoffs? Because here's here's my thing. And in both games, the refs inserted themselves into the game and they managed the game. They, They themselves did. And I don't like the the amount of penalties that are being called i mean i i understand that they're trying to call it tight and it's the beginning of the playoffs and they're trying to make sure that the players understand that they just it doesn't matter if it's playoff that they can't just get away with anything but at some point you just gotta let them play the I, i don't agree with that the majority of the penalties were in the third period when the game was already over so if you look at the first two periods there's only five penalties um which wasn't egregious the only thing I'm kind of upset about is that it's two games in a row when the stars have been going downhill in the second period. And then there's a tiggy tacky foul called against the stars. Against them, yeah. And that's the second game in a row that it's happened the exact same way. Stars are going downhill while get a penalty. They score and they're right back in the game. That's what I'm more frustrated about. The hook from or the hold from Yanni Hockenpah, that has not been a penalty either of these games. And it all of a sudden is that's, I mean, it needs to be called consistently. I'm fine with the rest of the penalties pretty much. I did not like the Yanni one. I did not like the Wyatt Johnson hooking one. Those were pretty ridiculous. For for the most part, I'm not too upset at the officiating. I mean, game one, the second period was awful. That was, that was like the worst officiated period I've ever seen. But outside of the second period, I thought the refing was fine. So... Take that how you will, but yeah. I don't think it's terrible. I think it's good enough. I don't think it's great though. <laughs> I just think there were some stupid, stupid calls, even in the third period. Like uh, all e- I want e- is consistency the... there. I mean, just don't call the touch fouls, call the obvious ones, or call all the touch fouls. It's just yeah. not consistent. I feel like more of the third period ones were really just them trying yeah, those were trying to, to not let game. the game just blow up and become a line brawl. I, I guess they'd managed it okay, considering that nothing happened too major. But still, 
I mean, the, the, like, like the 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 Frederick Goudreau tripping call that he got called against again on Mason Marchment, he barely tapped Marchment, and I know Mar- Marchment probably sold it a little bit, but like, like, dude, like, really, <laughs> like, that, don't that, call that. That was the softest one against the Wild all night long, though. <laughs> yeah, the Stars have had three of those called on us this series already, so it was yeah. about time that we and, got one. And and also the Ryan Reeves slashing is totally to just stop him from trying to rile everyone up yeah, that's that's, that's exactly what that penalty is that was not that's not normally going to be a penalty but the game was already over and it was ryan reeves doing it so and wasn't he trying to start something with miro haskin no, yeah that's what miller. that's what the penalty was that's what i thought it was i thought he was slashing miro this is miller it was miller yeah okay so it was miller he was trying to okay well either either way it i i, I think the officiating could be better and you know it just, can always just be better. A, a quick side note, James. You want to tell them, you want to tell everybody what we were talking about right before we came on. I, I don't have that great of a memory, Ryan. The Canes, the Cane series. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, the Cane series. Oh goodness, penalty or power plays were six to to nothing to for zero. the Canes in an overtime game. Yeah, that's just a statistical anomaly. That's a statistical improbability. The, the the worst part is is that there's a high sticking on the final play of yeah, the game that the Kings score on. That wasn't called. Yikes. Okay. NHL <laughs> officials have had a rough go these first two games, I'd say. It's pretty now, yikes. Now the the only thing is is we didn't watch the game. So if yeah. they're tr- if they're just calling the game and calling what they see, other than that last play, James, I agree with you. That should have been called. It's, it's all right over Twitter right them, now. Man. It's right in front of it, both refs, the linesman and the referee. And, and I mean, the linesman can't do anything about it, but the ref could have easily called that. Um, and then... Uh, the the likelihood know, that maybe, Carolina went the entire game without committing a penalty is right, just yeah. Especially so with the style they play. That's what I said that, to dad while I was sitting on the bench. It's like, I know the Carolina Hurricanes did not just play a perfectly clean, like, 70-minute game. I know that didn't happen. Uh, Chris, uh, a closet Kaniac, Eric saying, Canes are not getting past round two, Chris, dot, 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 dot. Yeah, I mean, they're only up 2 nothing in the series. Why would we think they would get past the first round? Sure. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's talk about Friday. Yep, let's. I, I think we've kind of we've talked about anything and everything we could with this game. So let's talk about Friday a little bit. Um, what do we want to talk about specifically going into this hostile environment? Because it is well, other than the cheering section for Jay Gottinger, which is probably going to be like two thousand strong. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but what do the stars need to do? Do they need to change the way they played? Uh, at home compared to the way they're going to, they might do on, on the road. Do they need to change it? No, no. I mean, we like playing on the road. We had a better record on the road. Um, Otter obviously loves playing on the road. The, what you need to do is you need to do what you did tonight. You have to start strong. If you let the building get rolling, you let the wild feed off that energy. I mean, you saw what the stars did with that energy in the second period. I mean, they just rode that wave all the way to four goals. That can happen the exact same way to you in Minnesota. So mm-hmm. you, you got to start strong. You can't start the way you did that you started the first game. Well, here, here's the thing. Um, maybe this is a terrible way to think about it, but maybe you wait to see how they react. If they come out and they're extremely hesitant, 
like the stars were in game one because the first period the stars were very hesitant and had a lot of nerves and did not start the game well and that's probably why they lost the game in in some part but if they come out if they come out hesitant minnesota comes out hesitant do the stars jump on that or do they wait to see how they do and maybe if if minnesota is just going all full north towards jake ottinger do they just try to suppress the storm and survive until the pressure kind of releases? No, that's a stupid idea. No matter what, <laughs> you should never let somebody else impose their will upon you. And that's, that's not what the wild are going to do anyway, though. That's not what the, that's not what their team does. They, they are very much supposed to be a defensive team. This game, obviously we made them play our game all night long. I mean, yeah. game in seven, three. So yeah. That's not how they want to play. They want to play the 3-2 game like on Monday night. For sure. Who's going to be the big player out of the game on Friday? Jake Ottinger. I agree. I, I think he's going to have to be the Stars' best player. He he didn't get overtaxed today. He made some. He did make some really pretty good saves. Uh, nothing monstrous like he did in game one. Game one, he was ridiculously good. Uh, but he does get the win tonight, and... I really think he's going to have to be the star's best player in game three and in game four in order for them to have any chance of winning one or both of those games. I expect them to be anyway, though. Yeah, that's expected in my opinion. For for forwards, I'll call out uh, Robo. I think he's due for something coming. I think he's still trying to figure it out. I mean, remember, he's only played one, one playoff series before in his career. So he's still kind of figuring out what's going on. I I think he's going to get it figured out. I think you watch... I think he watched Rope. I think more eyes are going to be drawn to Rope, and that's going to give some more room for Robo to do some magic. Yeah, and he definitely looked better in this one. I mean, he was doing a lot more of his little plays where he sets people up, he gets out of the zone. I mean, lots of little stuff like that that we saw in this game that we did not see at all Monday night. Agreed. So I, if I am understanding correctly... Rope hints, and I just checked this because someone over in the comment section asked about it. Uh, Rope hints is currently leading the NHL in points in the playoffs. He's got five. Guess who's number two? Probably Connor McDavid. Miro Haskinen. Oh, oh, right. Haskinen had a big night. Four point yep. night. And crazy Rope is, quiet, huge night. <laughs> yeah. And Rope is also currently leading the NHL in goal scoring right now. No surprise yeah, there. I hope so. I mean, Four yeah, goals. you get a hat trick, you better. <laughs> Four goals in two games, guys. Um, uh, anything else we need to talk about? I think that's it. Great game. Uh, I I guess you still can't buy into the Wilds' shenanigans. We did a good job of avoiding it for the most part in the first two periods. The third period, game was over. We'll throw our hands up, whatever. But you you, you can't let you can't let Dumba and Reeves do their garbage stuff. You have to leave them alone. You have to go score goals. And that's what they did tonight. That's what Ben did tonight. Ben, we mentioned that specifically last podcast that Ben can't buy into it. He didn't do that. He was fantastic. We might not even see Reeves in the next game. I mean, with only eight minutes and 12 penalty minutes. Yeah, that's pretty bad. No, well, he's going to be in. Coach looked pretty pissed too, so. I agree. He'll probably be in the (laughs) game just because his name is Ryan Reeves. But man, he sucked. Oh, you know what? And shout out to uh, Ballet Sports Southwest. They're very oh, rare. Man. Ballet Sports mm-hmm. Southwest uh, W here. James actually put this on, uh, showed me this. 
uh, it's a, a a picture of Dean Evison. He was obviously hot and just trying to keep in his anger. And he's just looking around, and the the tweet says, "Want to get away?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, very rare. Belly support Southwest W. We'll give him a shout out when we can. So, okay, anything else, guys? All good. Okay, uh, game starts again at eight fifty. In uh, Minnesota at the XL Energy Center, we will be live with you guys after the game, like always. And uh, once again, we appreciate you guys listening. There are 32 people who are listening to this live right now. That is absolutely crazy. We appreciate you guys who are listening live. Those of you that are listening afterwards, we appreciate you too. Y'all are like the normal people who go to bed at a reasonable time. Um, but we thank you guys as well. And if you like anything that you're hearing, please consider uh, leaving a review anywhere you listen to your podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, comment, like, subscribe, all that jazz. And as always, if you'd like to support us in what we do, the best thing you can do, go to StarCastLikeRemarksShop.com and buy some merch there. That's the best way to support us. By the way, I did not wear any jersey tonight like I did last night or on Monday night. I wore my Starcastic Remarks shirt. We won. So guess what I'm going to wear on Friday? Lucky My Starcastic Remarks shirt. So let's go stars. Along with Chris and along with James, my name is Ryan. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. We hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you guys are listening. Chris, take us out, please. One down. GG, boys. 15 to go.